following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. It's time to head up north for the MSP North Podcast Spring Fling 22 Preview. Here are your hosts, Brady McAtamney and Blaine Keller. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the MSP North Podcast. we got a special Monday edition for you as it is finally that final week of the season. It's spring fling time. Uh, it's always always a fun time. We each got some teams, some athletes in there. So what do you say we get right into it, Blaine? Why don't you welcome in our first guest of the day? Absolutely. Making their first state tournament appearance in school history. We welcome White House Heritage Baseball coach Chris Logsdon. Coach Logsdon, thanks for taking the time. I know you've got a busy week planned, but we appreciate you taking the time this morning to talk with us. Guys, I'm really glad you asked me. This is an exciting time for us. Well, we'll take you back to the sectional game uh, on Friday. You're on the road against Milan uh, for a right to, to head to the state tournament for the first time in school history. And really, it's the school's first sectional appearance uh, for baseball in school history. An eight-run sixth inning to down Milan, eight to two on the road, and and advance to the state tournament. Coach, talk to us about that game and, and kind of what happened in those later innings to pull that one out. Well, my kids have led, and we've always talked about the best teams are the teams that where the, the kids actually lead. And we uh, we had some people on base, and we just couldn't seem to move them around, couldn't get the big hit, and the sixth inning rolls around. And we had made, I won't call it an error, but we didn't back up a play that we usually back up. And I pulled them, I pulled them together. And as I'm pulling them together, Ty Lopez, my shortstop, who is definitely the leader of the team, he says, Coach, we're not panicked. And I said, Ty, I'm not worried about your panic. I'm just worried about you doing the little things, which is what we do, which is how we got here. And he said, yeah, you're right, Coach. And he said, we're not panicked, though. He goes, we're getting ready to score a bunch of runs. And I said, okay, go to work. <laughs> and they did. And, and that's pretty much the way it's been all year. They lead the team. Yeah, and uh, one thing that has stood out about this team is that you guys have made it to the state tournament without hitting a home run. I mean, th- we were talking about that in, in a staff chat the other day. Like, it is just incredible that – um, you know, you know, that there hasn't, you know, someone hasn't run into one or maybe got an, a, a little league home run, you know, and inside the parker. Will that well, first home run of the I, season come in Murfreesboro this week? We, um, when we played Milan last week, we actually did have a little league home run. Uh, oh, there you go. We, we hit the ball All to right. the gap and they, they, they bounced it around a little bit. And then, uh, um, Cooper King scored and he was, he was so excited. He said, and he actually said, maybe nobody will say we haven't had a home run anymore. <laughs> the, the truth of the matter is, is that we, we play in a, not a large park, but we play in a, in a good-sized park. I like it very much. And the wind's always blowing in. So your chances of hitting a home run on our field are you've got to really hit a line drive and hit it hard. And we don't play on a lot of small fields. Um, and so there's no reason to teach home runs. We teach line drives. We teach singles, and we teach running the bases. Well, Coach, you go from a team, you know, in yourself that's hit one, I guess now one home run on the season and inside the park home run uh, to Pigeon Forge in round one, uh, who, who just, I mean, 37-3 and three on the season. They've got a Tennessee commit in Dylan Loy and 
an East Tennessee State commit and Riley Franklin really seems like a, a tough first round draw. Have you looked at Pigeon Forge at all uh, in that first round? And what are you kind of looking forward to in that first game in White House Heritage baseball history in the state tournament? Well, I, first of all, I appreciate you for changing my mood. Um, <laughs> they are we, – we know they're loaded. We know it. We also know that uh, our goal was to get there, and once once we're there, you, you never know what's going to happen. And, um, you know, I, I just – I know they're loaded. I know they got pitching. I know they got hitting. But, listen, we've played, we've played good teams all year long. We play a solid schedule. Uh, my kids never feel like they're out of it. And so we're, we're just going to play hard and, and see what happens. We're, we're excited about it. I'll say this, you know, I'll go from something, you know, you mentioned, you know, the, the team that you're up against is a tall task, but I mean, you guys have, you know, strong pitching in your own regard. I mean, with, with your rotation of Johnny Mooney, who's got a 1.44 ERA, Cooper King with a 2.58 and Caden Reigns, who pitched in the sectional and has a 1.15 on the season. When you get to Murfreesboro, you need guys and multiple guys that can pitch. How do you think your team kind of has that edge and that benefit, uh, especially going into the Wednesdays and Thursdays of Murfreesboro? Well, first of all, Johnny and Cooper are seniors, and they've been pitching since their senior year. Um, we What we try to do is, and this is Coach Golf. Coach, uh, Coach Golf is phenomenal with the pitching staff, but what we try to do is, is we early in the season, no matter who we're playing, we try to throw in as many guys as we can, even if it doesn't make sense. Uh, we we try to get some people on the on the mound because what you see in the bullpen and what you see in practice is not always what you're going to see uh, when you get up there on the mound. And Johnny and Cooper have been just phenomenal, poised, confident. Uh, the kids behind them always feel like there's a shot of winning a game when they're on the mound. And then Caden Reigns, we knew had it in him. He's just been he's just been behind those two guys all this time, and he has merged and and and, and really pitched well for us. Uh, we've got some young guys. We've got some guys that that don't start that often, um, but they're, they're ready to go. We're ready to put anybody out there. I, I did. I was looking at my stats the other day, and if I'm and I'll be honest with you, I'm not a stat guy. But one of the things I did notice is I think we have nine different guys that have won a ball game this year, and that's that's a big oh. deal. Yeah, that that is very impressive. And um, as Blaine mentioned while we were welcoming you in, uh, this is the first state tournament appearance in White House Heritage history. Uh, is it fair, do you think, that uh, once the season is said and done after this week, to call this White House Heritage team the best in school history? I would say that we will have finished best and better than any team. But as far as the best players, best team. I don't know. It takes a lot of things. It takes a lot of things to get here. Luck is one of them. This this group has just played so well together. They uh, they're a tight knit bunch. Somebody can go zero for four, and they'll be the first ones to hug somebody that gets a hit when they come in the dugout. And that's as a coach, that's that's all you ask for. There have been some really good teams here, and we've had some really good players here. So I'd hate to I'd hate to just say right off the bat that this is the best team, but we're we're going to finish the best so far, Coach. It's your 13th season, if I'm not mistaken, as head coach of White House Heritage Baseball. So obviously you've had your fair share of moments here, you know, at the Dent and in White House as a whole, not to mention Robertson County. You know, when you look at this season, I mean, you've already talked about kind of the special moments, but, you know, how have you kind of seen those moments in years past lead up to this point? 
Oh, that's that's a great question. I'm go, I'm actually glad you asked that. We, we talked about when I first got here, the the very first year. I mean, I was still buying uniforms, and we were playing at the city park, and we were we were piecing together players, and they're wonderful kids that played really hard. And one of the goals when Rich Lopez got here was we talked about how we wanted to turn teams into a program. We always had teams, but it you know it wasn't always the same guys. It wasn't always the same leaders. We wanted to put together a program to where when we graduate guys, those guys come back and watch and are proud of us, but we got a new set of guys ready to play. And I won't tell you that that's exactly where we are. I'm not going to tell you that 10 years from now we're going to be fighting for a state championship, but I think that these guys understand now what it takes to do that and the work it takes to to do that. So I think we're in a good spot. I think we're in – as a program, I'm very happy with where we are. Awesome. Well, Coach Logsdon, best of luck on Tuesday in the state tournament and facing Pigeon Forge in round one. We will see you in Murfreesboro. That, that sounds good to hear. I, I just like those words. Guys, I appreciate it, and I appreciate your coverage this year. Thank you, Chris. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, making his first appearance on the podcast, Todd Dunn, Montgomery Central baseball coach. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. This is Chris Yao with Main Street Sports Today. Every show, Mo Patton and I welcome friends from all across the sports landscape, from high school coaches and reporters to national, college, and pro sports personalities. You never know who might stop by for a chat. AP Tennessee Sports Editor, three-time Tennessee Sports Writer of the Year 2020 TSWA Hall of Famer. She covers the Titans, the Predators, the Grizzlies, college football, and hoops. Please make welcome, Teresa Walker. Former University of Tennessee, former Team USA Olympian, XI Young Award winner, Ari Dickey. Ari, did I miss anything? Man, that was sweet. <laughs> yeah, I need to listen to that before I go to bed every night. That was nice. Has five sports Emmys. That's not bad for the other guy in Wham. Ryan McGee. <laughs> other guy Wham married the best looking girl Bananarama. So other guy Wham had pretty good life. From preps to pros, we're taking on the sports topics you care about. Tune in across Main Street Media social platforms forms at 2 p.m. or on demand on your podcast distribution platform of choice. Welcome back to the MSP North podcast. We just heard from White House Heritage Baseball coach Chris Logsdon. They were making their first state appearance ever and what probably has felt like forever for our next head coach. Uh, the Montgomery Central Indians are making their first state appearance in 18 years. We welcome in 500 game winner, first year Twitter user, Montgomery Central baseball coach Todd Dunn. Todd, how you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. 
I'm sure you're doing much better knowing that you guys have more baseball to play tomorrow, and that's thanks to the win in Jackson the other day. Um, tell us a bit about that game, uh, especially the performance that you got out of Aiden Carnes pitching six shutout innings. Oh, uh, first of all, it's just amazing day, you know. It's, the whole day was amazing from the from some of the boys kayaking in the pond at the beginning of the day to the ride down there, and uh, we we have survived on great pitching this year and I, and I got I got like five or six very very good pitchers and I got three seniors who have carried most of the loads and uh, I would say 80% of the time their own and uh, the other night you know Peyton started and you know he got us a big win and elimination game in the district tournament and uh, he just didn't have his best stuff that night and Aiden had to come in in the second inning with no outs you know, bases loaded, and uh, he got us out of that. And to be honest with you, man, he just cruised the rest of the, of the way. He he dominated. He struck out five or six, and we played some good defense. And uh, they didn't even get close to scoring the rest of the game. I mean, I I cannot tell you how phenomenal that pitching, you know, appearance was for him. Well, Coach, you kind of mentioned it. You guys have had a knack for elimination games this postseason. It was your fourth one in Jackson, and and you're obviously 4-0 and yeah. heading into Murfreesboro in elimination games. How does that kind of help you, you know, whenever you're in uh, a Class 3A tournament that is uh, loaded with a ton of really solid yeah. teams? Well, well, the first thing I told them yesterday at practice, I said, you know, we do not have to lose this first game. You know, we don't have to play three or four more elimination games. And uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's just a special group. They, they rise up to the occasion on, on the elimination games. And, you know, that's the biggest pressure there is because your season's on the line. And it seems like they just perform best there. And, again, the, the pitching, you know, if one of them's off, you know, uh, Dakota Kessler or Peyton Sanders or Brandon Woodruff, Woodruff or, you know, somebody, they just come in and it doesn't seem to phase them. So, you know, and we're starting to hit a little bit better now too, which is a, a godsend. And uh, I, I don't know. It's just a special group of kids. It absolutely is. Um, and, and, you know, you joked with me at the softball game the other day. We were both at the Montgomery Central uh, in Lady Indian softball game in their state sectionals. Um, I was asking you if you thought there were any favorites in that 3A state tournament. You joked. I know who's not the state favorites. And I, and I wanted to pause just to make sure you said who I, I, th I thought you were going to say. You said, that'd be us. <laughs> and I said, well, well, you know what? You, you said it. So. Uh, you guys are the underdogs coming into this. Uh, you guys got Covington in the first round, but you guys are used to being the underdogs this season, uh, playing a lot of those elimination games, playing a lot of games where people may not have expected you to win. Do you think that your guys have kind of gotten comfortable in this role of kind of being maybe overlooked? You know, I think so. Uh, you know, you, you talk about Twitter, like it, you know, you know, I'm older and, and we have a good time. And, you know, I make fun of them a lot on things and they make fun of me, especially my age. But one one thing that, you know, I stress to them is playing the right way and not worrying about what other people say. And, you know, our record were 16 and 18. And uh, I remember last time we went to the state tournament in 2004, there was a team in there that did pretty good in it, and they had a losing record. And I try to tell them that doesn't – what other people think in the rankings and, and the media posts or, or different things, it, it really doesn't matter. It, it's what you do on the field and with our schedule and, you know, and I – I don't look at stuff very much, but at the end, I kind of reflect. 
And when we made it to the regional, I went back and looked. And we, we played like 18 games against teams. We, we scrimmaged Stewart's Creek, and they're in the 4A state tournament. South Doyle was in the 3A sectional. And the list just goes on and on, Rossview and, and Northeast and Henry County. I mean, that's, there's a reason why our record is not great, you know, because we're playing great competition, and they realize that. And I think that's helped in the regional and the sectionals and now in the state tournament because we've already played – some of the best teams in the state of Tennessee, so they know they can compete with them, and they don't they don't get nervous about it. Yeah, that'll definitely help you guys coming into this this part of the season. Um, but I remember we uh, we talked one day after uh, the first game of a doubleheader at West Creek, um, and you guys yeah. lost that first game. And I remember you said uh, <laughs> it's not often that you feel speechless, but after that game, you were speechless because you know you guys just didn't really have a great game. Um, do you think that there was any point during this season, maybe times like that, where you just thought maybe there's no way that this team is a state tournament team and how they might have proved you wrong? Well, I, you know, coaching all these years, I I never give up on the team, but sometimes I get depressed. And at that West Creek game, you know, West Creek, you know, they, they won a lot of games and got a good team, but we just did not hit. And that, that's been a problem throughout the year. And, uh, and Coach Bichel, one of my assistant coaches, he's kind of head coach. He's tried many different things. And, you know, I was, I was pretty despondent that day, but, uh, to the boys credit, you know, they, they started incorporating a lot of things that coach Blackwell was trying to teach. And, you know, and it just magically turned in, uh, turned on. And, you know, some games we still don't hit, but overall we just got a better approach to the plate. And, and that's what we try to tell them is it's about the approach you have. You know, what you're trying to do, and like Greenbrier in the regional championship, we've, that was probably one of our best hitting games of the year, but but we just hit it right at them. And we hit into two line drive double plays, and, you know, and different things happened. We could have easily scored five or ten runs that game, but we ended up with just one, and that's that's the hard part about baseball. You just never know. So uh, I'm, just, I'm just proud of them for changing their approach, and, you know, and, and they buy into everything we say, and, uh, you know, sometimes it just takes a while for results. Coach, you kind of mentioned, you know, the the playing of Montgomery County and Henry County teams this season, and you guys are no strangers to that. Uh, now, after reclassification, you've moved away from playing all Montgomery County teams, you know, in a district slate. Can you talk about how, you know, exciting it is to kind of make it to the state tournament after kind of being the smaller team out of Montgomery County schools all these years? Yes, sir. You know, it's, uh, you know, we was in that classification and, you know, we was like the third smallest AAA school in the state. And, you know, and it's harder. And and to be honest with you, I probably didn't handle it too well because uh, my whole career, I've tried, my my philosophy has been to play up, play up, play better teams to get you prepared for the postseason. Well, those four years, you know, I was in with Clarkson and Rossi and them, I I couldn't play up because I was already up. So, you know, we just struggled a little bit. But, you know, by that last year, last year, you know, we finished third in the district. We just couldn't, couldn't get lost in Rockview. So it's, it's kind of nice to be back to where, you know, we, we've been for, you know, uh, 35 out of the last 38, nine years. And, uh, and, and like I said, we, you know, we travel around the whole state, you know, and go to Hoover, Alabama and play some. So, you know, we've always played that competition, but tournament time, you know, it's it's tougher up there with with the Collierville's and and uh, all those 
guys that got three or four thousand students in their school. Yeah, like you just said, you've been doing this a lot of years. This year, you reached 500 career wins. You made it to state. Is there any chance that, you know, you joke about being old, um, but is there any chance that uh, this could be the year that, you know, you think, hey, maybe this would be a, a good year to go out go, uh, go out on? You, you know what? Somebody asked me that the other day, and I said, heck no. I said, I mean, I, I love these kids. We got such great kids, and a lot of people do, but our kids are special, you know, in my mind, and, and, and the connection I have with, with them, I, I have no – you know, no plans whatsoever, you know, just because of the kids and the parents and the community. Now, and I do want to mention, too, you know, this year is kind of is very special for the state tournament and, you know, I guess for the 500 wins or whatever. But the most special thing along with the state tournament this year is, you know, we, we dedicated our field to my mom and dad this year. And uh, that, that meant a lot to me and, and my family. And uh, the boys really respected it, too, in the community. And, uh you know, that, that, that that's one of the highlights of my career. Yeah, absolutely. That Montgomery Central program, definitely synonymous with the Dunn family. And you heard it here first. Heck no. Todd Dunn it, well, will be coaching again after this, uh, this state <laughs> tournament. Todd, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we will I, see you this week. I really appreciate y'all. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to go to one more break. When we come back, we're giving you all the info we got on the state tournament participants from Montgomery and Robertson County. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. And we are back on the MSP North podcast, giving you one last look at every team in Robertson and Montgomery counties competing in the state tournament. Here's what you need to know. Brady, you want to start us off? Yep. So might as well start with Montgomery Central Baseball. We just talked to Todd Dunn, uh, getting all the info on them. Uh, this is their first state appearance since 2004. They are under 500, 14 and 16. They've played a really, really tough schedule, as you mentioned. They played Rossview several times, Clarksville, Northeast, Henry County. A um, lot of just really, really good baseball teams that they have faced off against. Um, so that's a reason why their uh, their record is just not great. Um, but the last team in Montgomery County, they're the last team in their district in their region still playing baseball at this time so i don't think they're too worried about their record right now um their strong points are definitely going to be the pitching and the defense their starting pitchers dakota kessler peyton sanders aiden carnes brandon woodruff those are all four guys that they know that they can absolutely depend on they play very solid defense the key is going to be getting that hitting going um they've had some games where they struggled uh getting some runs on the board um, Eric Owen, their catcher, is, is their guy in the three-hole. Uh, he had three hits in the, in the win against Jackson Southside. Um, that's a guy that they can definitely lean on to um, get some get on base, drive in some runs. 
Um, and they're going to need that when they go against Covington on Tuesday. Yeah, let's look at Joe Burns softball in 1A. First state softball appearance in school history. We've got two of the three Robertson County teams making their first appearance. Joe Burns defeated Red Boiling Springs, Gordonsville, and Sale Creek in the region and sectional games by a combined 30-3. All-state signee pitcher Corey Harris is a player to look out for, but this team is loaded with young talent. Round one is against Eagleville on Tuesday. Yeah, but sticking on the softball fields, uh, we're going to Clarksville softball. I know you got another softball team that we're going to talk about here real quick, but uh, Clarksville softball, 33-10 and 10 going into the state tournament. Um, their ace pitcher is Emberly Nichols. She just threw 133 pitches in their sub-state win. I mean, I don't know how, I don't know how the uh, softball arms work compared to baseball arms. Um, or how young arms compared to older arms. Um, but you got to imagine she's feeling that a little bit in the shoulder or in the elbow. I mean, that, that's a ton of pitches. And you can bet she's going to be back on the mound again uh, when they face against uh, Daniel Boone on Tuesday. Uh, their other best player, Abby Chappelle, is their catcher. She's their three-hitter. Nichols hits right behind her in the lineup. They got some uh, good offense around them. Their bottom of the lineup is really starting to get going. Um, CHS could be getting hot at the right time, and you know that they feel about as confident as anybody. Well, I'll jump around here a little bit since we're at 4A softball. Let's talk about Springfield. It's unfortunate. It seems as though Clarksville and Springfield might not get a game six until Thursday if we have a, a pair of wins, you know, if they stay alive to that point. But, you know, Springfield softball is on a tear, 29-4 and four on the season. You've got Trebekah Sinees and Bree Asmundy and Sarah Nicholson. The former with a .89 ERA, the latter with a .387 average with nine home runs. Uh, I guess eight more than White House Heritage, by the way. Uh, <laughs> you know, the Jackets have 18 straight wins. Outside of the Clarksville matchup, I think your most interesting matchup could be against Wilson Central. That's another one where it might take until Thursday to get there. But Keely Pitzer, a pitcher committed to Louisiana, would be very fun. Anytime you have two college commitments going up against each other, you know, at the high school level, it's going to be an entertaining battle to watch. So either way, I think those Thursday games will be pretty fun. Round one is against Coffee County at McKnight Park on Tuesday. Absolutely. If I remember correctly, there are a lot of mid-state teams still alive. You got, um, of course, including uh, Clarksville and Springfield, you got Summit, Wilson Central, and Stewart's Creek all still alive in there. So definitely yeah. a good chance that we see a uh, a mid-state team uh, winning it all here. Maybe someone from the MSP North coverage area. Um, but as far as who else will be competing for Montgomery County, um, it's kind of a little bit of a hodgepodge here. We've got uh, West Creek, Northeast, Rossview, and Kenwood all represented in the track and field finals. I don't want to go over all the names because it's a lot of names and we've got limited time here. Um, but as far as uh, tennis goes, Clarksville Academy, Northwest, and Montgomery Central all have tennis players that will be competing. And um, if you're keeping track at home, that means every single school in Montgomery County, um, all, all eight of the, the TSSAA schools will have at least one athlete at Spring Fling. Pretty cool. Wow, that's awesome. I mean, just... You know, I, I thought it was pretty neat to have a district championship from every school in Robertson County, but to have at least one representative from every school in Montgomery, that, that's a big deal. It's I'll impressive. Two more quick hitters here. We already talked with Heritage Coach Chris Logston, White House Heritage Baseball, first state baseball appearance in school history. They're led by 
Spalding University signee that's in Louisville, Ty Lopez, 349 average with 38 stolen bases. And a strong four other seniors to round out that senior class. They will play Pigeon Forge, as we mentioned, 37-3. and It's on Tuesday at Stewart's Creek. And here's your hodgepodge of Robertson County track and field players. We don't have anybody from uh, tennis or anything like that, but you know, you've got Hayden Pageant and the 4x800 team uh, on the girls' side for White House Heritage. Cumberland football side, Paxton Manis, will be competing in the track and field championship for Greenbrier. And Matthew Miller uh, from White House will be represented alongside a slew of other athletes uh, in Robertson County and the Robertson County area. And that's it. That's all our athletes at Spring Fling. I, I wish we could devote some more time to them, but we got a strict deadline on this week. And that, that's not going to change anytime soon. This whole week is going to be all about strict deadlines. But, guys, thank you so much for joining us on the MSP North podcast. This is the final podcast of this season. Of course, we're going to be sticking with you all summer. But by the time next time you hear from us, we're going to have state champions everywhere, and we cannot wait to talk about them.